0: You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. The Life Tree Community Church Podcast. All right. It's good to see everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's good to see everybody. Good to see you. Yeah. All right. I mean, other than John, that Eagle sweatshirt's just getting me. Oh, man. Too much, too much. Um, but I know it's coming every year, so I at least respect. Um, So we've been in the middle of a series called uh, Strong in Spirit, and uh, talking about how the Holy Spirit empowers us for living. Um, I want to tell you a story in 1908, true story, at the Summer Olympics in London, 1908, Summer Olympics in London, American Johnny Hayes, here's a picture, I think, of him, Johnny Hayes, there he is, number 26, he ran the very first marathon ever recorded at the official distance of 26.2 miles. People had run distances before, but that's the first time that there was this race that was specifically set at 26.2 miles, which we know is the modern marathon. And he ran that distance in two hours and 55 minutes, 18.4 seconds, in case anybody's really curious about the details. Um, So that was 1908. Over the years, that record has been broken 41 times. 41 times. Eight weeks ago. On September 25th, 2022, this year, just just eight weeks ago, at the 2022 Berlin Marathon, Kenyan Elliot uh, Kipchoge ran that same distance. There he is, 26.2 miles in two hours, one minute, and nine seconds. Almost an hour faster than Johnny Hayes, and all that to tell you that people are getting faster. We're getting faster. Um, we're getting better at running, training, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my dad was a runner. He loved to run. He's actually inducted into his high school's Hall of Fame as part of his uh, team's state champion cross-country team his senior year. And it's this great story. I've told you know, before, they were impressive. If you know cross-country, they were the first five guys across at the state championship. It's the top five, you know, they were the first five. Clean sweep. Incredible. So there in his high school's Hall of Fame, I tried to run like him. In middle school, I joined the cross-country team, and the, the track team. Uh, I was awful. I was terrible. Um, in high school, I joined the cross-country team as a freshman, and I quit two weeks later. Um, I signed up again as a sophomore. Tim may remember, because he was the captain of the cross-country team. Um, I signed up again as a sophomore. I really wanted to be like my dad and love running. I lasted about another week. I was like, just... That, you want me to run in, like, short sprints and chase a ball? I'm your guy. Like, I can do that. The distance thing? <sighs> it's exhausting. I don't have a distance runner's endurance. All right? Um, I have respect for, one, for runners. Uh, I'm just not one of you. All right? You're not my people. Um, if uh, I'd ask you to raise your hand if you're a runner, uh, but we already know. Because you don't have to ask runners. They tell you. Um, They just can't help it. The key to distance running is cardiovascular endurance, right? Cardiovascular endurance. What sets the best runners apart is the ability to take in oxygen and expel carbon dioxide. When you inhale, your body draws in oxygen, and it fills your lungs. And some of that oxygen you need to breathe. And some of that oxygen is absorbed into your bloodstream, and it's uh, transferred uh, into, uh, pumped into your muscles, into your cells, into other organs in your circulatory system. So your body takes in this oxygen, you need to breathe, but other, others is just absorbed and then it's sent out to the muscles and all this stuff. Um, if you are breathing, your body is doing that right now. <laughs> so we're all doing it right now. You are, this process, you're breathing in oxygen, some of you very slowly, different rates, but you're breathing it in and your body's absorbing it and it's, it's helping you kind of move and do things like that. Um, And when you engage in strenuous activity, like running, your muscles need more oxygen than when you're sitting still. Um, And that means your cardiovascular system has to work harder than normal to move oxygenated blood to your muscles. I know it's a lot of science. Yeah, I mean, I found it on Wikipedia. Um, If you have poor cardiovascular endurance, you won't get enough oxygen to your muscles and you may feel lightheaded or fatigued. I know that feeling well. How many of you also? you, You run, you exert, and you're like, oh. right. That's because you have not built up cardiovascular endurance. Your body does not do a great job at transferring the oxygen you're breathing in into your blood, to your muscles. That's something you need to build up. So the more you run the greater your capacity to process this, the greater your cardiovascular endurance, the best runners in the world run most, generally speaking. Right? They run. The more you run, the better you get at that. When I think of powerful runners over distance, um, outside of people, um, anybody know it's the, the best, the best, most, en- you know, get the most endurance, what, land mammal? Nope, not for endurance. Ostrich. Ostriches. Believe it or not, they say ostriches can run the equivalent of a, of a modern marathon in about 45 minutes. They have this, this crazy energy stored up in their legs and they can just go, right? Plus, they've got small brains, so they just keep going. They don't think about it. They just run. Um, but when I think about running, I think of horses. Anybody else think like fast endurance, like, oh, you know, horses like cowboys running over the plains. You think of horses, right? That's what gets you going along. You've probably heard the story of Secretariat. Anybody know the story of the horse, right? Racehorse won the Triple Crown in 1973, meaning in a span of six weeks, the three-year-old horse won the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness Stakes, and the Belmont Stakes. And not only did that horse win, but he set records in each one of those races. 1973, but not only did he set records in those races, those records still stand. Those are the fastest times ever recorded in any of those races, one horse in six weeks, 1973. Crazy. Known as, anybody know his nickname? Big Red, Secretary, it was a huge horse. When he died, his autopsy revealed that his heart weighed about 22 pounds. 22 pounds, they said about two and a half times that of the average horse. Now it's believed, it's not proven, they're not sure that there's direct correlation there, but it's, it's generally thought that this attribute, this enlarged heart, enabled him to send oxygen to his muscles at a far greater rate than that of other horses, and that essentially his heart allowed him to run at peak speed for longer than any other horse could, which is why he was able to sustain that kind of speed over distance past few weeks, we've been exploring what it means to live strong in spirit. What does it mean to be empowered by the Holy Spirit? Like the Holy Spirit's sort of like this thing, you know, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's like it's this, this other part of, uh, you know, mystical part of God that we kind of understand, kind of don't understand. It's a little different. Um, and we're trying to understand what does it really mean for us, 2022, here in New Jersey, to live our lives truly in partnership. Or empowered by the Spirit of God. Now if I were to ask you, how many of you at some point in this past week felt tired because of the work you were doing? Mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever way, I'm sure most of your hands would go up, (laughs) right? Like if you were, I was tired at some point this week just from work, tired of doing homework, tired of doing my reports, tired of doing this, tired of doing that, tired of labor, Maybe you're moving, packing up a house, and I'm tired of this, and I'm tired of all, what do you, you know, we get tired. Work is inherently tiring. When we do work, when we exert ourselves, it wears us out. And especially since the pandemic, it feels like we are working more, right? It feels like in the past, like, year, eight months or so, like, work has sort of, you know, we've kind of, like, we've calmed for a little bit. Now we're, like, working more, but our capacity is less, I don't know if you feel like that. Like, we're working more, but we feel we get tired quicker, and so we are getting worn out more and more. Like, almost, it's like an accelerated sense of burnout. And today, we're going to explore the idea of endurance and how the Holy Spirit actually connects to this idea of endurance. Um, So, first, I want to reread this passage we've been reading each week in Isaiah chapter 40. Uh, if you'd like to turn there, it's in your Bibles. Uh, we are back. Come on. We got Bibles back in the seats, everybody. Remember this? Yeah. Haven't done this in like two and a half years. So you can go. If, you, if Listen, if you need a Bible, you can take it. Love giving away Bibles. So if you don't have a Bible and you want one, take them, please. You're not stealing. If you'd like to think that you're stealing because it makes it cooler for you, go ahead. You can steal a Bible. We don't care. It's page uh, page 427. If you'd like to follow along in the Bibles, you can read it there. It will be on the screen, so I will read it for you. But you can feel free to follow along. Isaiah chapter 40, again, page 427. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. We're going to start in verse 28. And it says this. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. In honor of Pastor Dre, everybody say Never. Never. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. And I just want to pause here and just give you this, this is for free. Whenever you read the Bible, there are always a few questions you should ask as you're reading. And one of the questions you should ask is, what is this telling me about God? What quality or characteristic of God is this revealing? What component of his nature, of his character, of his essence, what is this telling me? What quality of God can I extract from this that I'm reading? Okay. So, again, I redirect you to the word never. God is a God who never gets tired, never gets weak, never gets weary, and never, right, in the Old Testament, Hebrew means never, right, never. God is unlimited in his power. It has no end. Think about that. Totally unlimited power. Power, cannot exhaust it. There's a theological term for this. We call it omnipotence. That God is omnipotent, omni, multi, right? In, in every, you know, every potent. It's, it's potent, it's powerful. So he has power in all directions. All powerful. Power in every direction, forever, without end. God is omnipotent. Isaiah just wants us to remember who God is that's making us the promise that we're about to read. Have you not heard? Did you forget? Let me just remind you for a minute. This is the God who never gets tired, who never gets weak or weary. Okay, That God, and here he, now verse 29, he says this. Oh, yeah, that God, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion so a second question again that you can ask anytime you come to the text what is this telling me about God Two: what is this telling me about me weariness is inevitable don't care how much endurance you have I don't care how in shape you are how young you are how exuberant you are listen I've had kids my we've had children I remember little kids when they were and it's like they have limitless energy they run around the house. Ethan used to run around the kitchen literally just in circles. Like we had an eye, like, I, I mean, running like this, limitless energy, until he didn't. Because if you've had children, you know they go and they go and they go and they crash. Eventually, it runs out of steam. It starts again the next day, but they go and they go. But no matter how old or young you are, weariness is inevitable. I, I've coined a term for this. If God is omnipotent we are (laughs) minipotent we have little power minipotent minipotent i don't know if you can find ways to say that um king solomon observed that the glory of youth is their strength and we find here that even young people have a limit which is why god's promise is so appealing for all of us verse 31 he says this but those who trust in the lord will find new strength they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And last week, we talked about soaring, about those defining moments. Soaring is not something we do all the time. It's something we do occasionally, periodically. We don't know when we're going to need it, when life is going to demand that we rise to the moment. There are these defining moments in life, those, are those moments you soar. We don't know when they're coming. We don't know what they're going to require of us. But God says, when your moment comes, if you are trusting me, when that moment hits, you will have what it takes to meet the moment. So if you, if you need to hear that, you can go back and listen to last, last week. That was it, soaring. Today, I want to focus on that second scenario that is running. That is running because we run a lot. Running describes our work. It's those times where we exert ourselves. Anytime, here's how I would def- define running. If you were saying, what does it really mean to run in our real life? Anytime you need to try, that's running. Anytime you need to exert energy, where it doesn't just happen, where you have to actually, like, I don't know how many of you just naturally run, but I think, you know, you have to exert energy to run. You have to try. When you wake up and your kids need breakfast and they need help finding their shoes and they need to ride to school, you're running. When your boss asks you to help train the new guy, and you go, oh, that's running. When your friends ask for help moving, like this Wednesday, you know, for Pastor Vic and Caitlin, all right, that's running. That's running. When you have to mow the lawn or rake the leaves, you're running. We run all the time. Life is full of running. Every time that you have to work, that you have to try, that you have to... <sighs> Make the decision to stand up and do something or think. You've got to focus your mind and think about something or write or respond to an email. Anytime you have to do something where it requires effort, you're running. We run a lot. We run most of our day. We spend a lot of our days running. I'm going to make two statements that may seem like a little bold or harsh. Um, I'll ask you to stick with me. For a minute, just for a minute, and see if, if it, you understand where I'm coming from. But here's the first one. It's this. If we are worn out from our running, it's our fault. If we are worn out from our working, it's our fault. And two, if we want to work without wearing out, we need to work more. <laughs> Trust me. We'll get there. It doesn't make any sense at the moment, but it will. Hopefully. Hopefully. And if not, hey, it was at least interesting and you learned about the horse. Um, If anyone finds themselves worn out, listen to why God says you're worn out. If you're in this place and perhaps you're going, man, I'm tired. I'm tired. We know about burnout. We know, but you're just feeling worn down. Listen to why God says that is. This is Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Again, it'll be on the screen behind me. It says this. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans. Who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. One of my favorite passages in Scripture here it comes. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. God says, if you rely on your own st- strength, you're a stunted shrub. It's just, it's just, how many of you want to be stunted shrubs? <laughs> Like, you know, I've felt like that most of my life. I'm still waiting for my growth spurt, you know. Stunted shrubs. Nobody wants to do that. No hope for the future. I live in the barren wilderness. And it's all because we relied on our own strength. If you're tired and weary, if you're exhausted from running, if you feel like the grind never ends and you just don't have the energy to go on, that's because, not my words, God says it's because you're relying on human strength. Same story every time. If you just wake up, and go into your day without considering God. That story ends the same way every time. No hope, worn out, exhausted, barren, weary. Over and over again. If you're tired from working in your own strength, that's a choice that you're making every day. I know that's bold. You can write your emails to Pastor Kevin. The God who never gets tired, though, The God who never gets weary, who never wears out, he says this. He says, if you trust me, guess what? I'll give you strength to run and you'll never get weary. I will give you strength to run and never wear out. Listen to the rest of what that passage says. Jeremiah chapter 17, because he continues. He doesn't just say stunted shrubs. He continues and he says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord. It's a contrast. You trust in human strength, you wear out. But if you trust in the Lord. And have made the Lord their hope and confidence. This is what he says they're like in verse 8. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. We've shared this verse before. It's one of my favorites. I love it, right? He says, you're going to get hot, but you're not bothered. Hot, but not bothered. You yeah. know. There will be adverse conditions, but you're going to keep running. God doesn't say, hey, I'll, I'll make your road easy for you. There won't be obstacles. There won't be challenges. He doesn't say that. He says, there will be heat, but you're going to keep running when God empowers you. says, so there will be drought. There will be times where you are, man, there seems like nothing. I'm going through a desert. There's not a lot of life around me. And God says, listen, you won't be worried by that. If you trust in me, you will be able to do your work regardless of what is going on around you. God has a long history of sustaining people in the wilderness. Of providing for people miraculously in deserts. He keeps you green and growing even if nobody else is taking care of you. I love the concept of being evergreen. Right, That you're you're never not healthy and whole. You're always growing and flourishing. That's what God does. And when does it say you stop producing fruit? Does it say they'll run until they're old and then they'll stop? Or you'll, you'll go until you're obsolete, until your skills are obsolete and then, then you're not fruitful anymore? When the work gets too much or when you're overwhelmed, you'll, you'll produce fruit until you hit those points. No, it says you never stop making a difference. You never stop bearing fruit. If we want to have endurance, here's the thing. If you want to run, And get better at running, what do you have to do? Run more. (laughs) To work more. When you trust God, it's a practice. It's something we have to learn to do. That as I work and say, God, I need you to empower me for my work, I have to do that more. And the more I work in God, the more strength I find I have to keep working for God. It seems like, oh, I should God should ask less of me, but God actually asks more of me. But he says, but I will sustain you as you do it, if you're trusting me. You will actually be able to do and accomplish more if you trust God than if you trust yourself. When you trust God, you will have a greater capacity to work, to accomplish, to make a difference. The more you do what God has for you, the more your soul builds a capacity to keep doing that because God who is the source of strength never runs out. You tap into a never-ending supply of endurance. He becomes the oxygen in your heart. God, I'm looking to I'll look to you. I will trust you and as you're working, you find a capacity to keep doing this and not wear out. You find some of them Man, you find somebody who has trusted God with their life and worked for him. They might be old, but man, they got vitality. They find joy in it. They are not weary. And you go, how are they doing that? Because they've built up a heart endurance. So to recap, you could work in your own strength for a lifetime, and you'll find yourself worn out, and it was all for nothing. Or you can trust God and have all the strength you need, and you'll never stop producing fruit. So the question is, what does that look like practically? And I'm going to share a simple statement. And it's always easy to say, but it's hard to put in practice. But it's absolutely possible. So to trust God in our work, like what does that look like, really? To, con- to work constantly empowered by God comes down to this. Okay? Very simple. To say, hard to do. Stop asking God to help you do your work. And start asking God to help you do his work. It's a really simple statement. Stop asking God to help you do your work. And start asking God to help you do his work. If you wake up each day with your mind already made up about what you're going to do with your day and say, hey, God, I'm just going to invite you into doing my thing, this is what's important, then guess what? You're just running in your own power. You're not trusting the Lord for your work. You're saying, God, I'm, I, I just need you to, to do my thing. It's self-serving. We are free to do what we want. God does not force us to do anything. But we know how that kind of running ends. There's something in your soul that knows. You get to the end of a day and you're like, I don't know if that was worth it. I don't know if I'm making a difference. You, when you have those questions in your mind, am I making a difference? Is, does this matter? Am I? It, it could be because you are actually not even asking that question. You're just doing what you think you should do. You're not actually considering God. You're not welcoming him in to, to talk to you. And you're just rushing into your work. And you're getting tired and worn out. You're working in your own strength. But Isaiah reminds us that God has a promise for us, actually a guarantee, that not only will we have more than enough strength to run and not grow weary, but that all our work will be worth it. I love this verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. How many would like to get to the end of your day and know that all of your work counted all that energy you put in it, it made a difference It was not wasted not an ounce of it even if nobody responded you could spend years of your life working at something going is this making a difference and if you will trust God you say I know God told me to do this I know this is what God has for me to do you go to bed at night and you go in your head this isn't useless because God told me nothing not an ounce of it is useless So I have energy for it because God keeps telling me to do it. And I can have peace and confidence to know this counts. Hmm. Everything you do is worthwhile. It's a profound kind of satisfaction that comes to know that. King Solomon said that he who works hard sleeps well whether he eats or not. (laughs) That If you work hard for the Lord. Even if you're not eating real great, you'll sleep just fine (laughs) because you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. We get to choose. Will we allow God to empower us and do what he has or will we do our own thing in our own power? C.S. Lewis says this, there are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done and those to whom God says in the end, thy will be done. Think about that for a moment. There are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done. And those to whom God says in the end, thy will be done. We get to choose. If you want to be the kind of person who doesn't get tired of doing good, who has the kind of endurance that allows you to operate at your peak potential for time, over time, who knows that every ounce of energy you pour into into your living is worth it, may I suggest this very simple application. Here's one thing we can do when we leave when you get up tomorrow morning pray this simple prayer very simple ready Lord show me what you want me to do today I'm not preaching anything groundbreaking we know all this stuff there's nothing new we just need to be reminded God show me what you want me to do today and it doesn't mean that you quit your job God told me he wants to quit my job. No, that's not what we're talking about. It's just we stop asking God to bless our thing and start doing his thing. It may mean that you stop working to get what you want and you start working to do what he wants. You can do a job for a paycheck or you can do a job to be a blessing. You can teach, right, because you're just trying to prove something to other people or you can teach because God has put you there to help other people learn and it's an orientation. It's a subtle little change. But you could do the same job, but with a very different motivation. And all of a sudden, you find an energy that you've never had because you are now working in the spirit. It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're a doctor or a street sweeper, a painter, a mechanic. It doesn't matter what you do. But God, in this, what do you want me to do? Am, Lord? am I doing your work in this? You can do a job for the doors it might open for you or you can do a job and trust God to open doors that nobody can close. Our hope is found in the promise of God and the one with unlimited power promises that he will give it to you. Says, I've got all power and I will give you that unlimited power. I will give you power to run and not grow weary. Just trust me. Trust me in your work. And it's going to be worth it. I'm going to close with one of my favorite scriptures. I'm going to invite the... Um, the band to come back up. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I started memorizing this probably when I was in high school. It's Hebrews ten thirty six. Again, remember, I'm not a runner, but this verse spoke to me. It said this, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive all He has promised you. You need to have endurance. If we don't have endurance, we quit. We quit. It's like me on the cross-country team in high school. I'm lousy at this. I'm exhausted. This is no fun. I can't keep doing this. I just quit. God has not called us to quit. He's called us to make a difference. Our world needs it. It seems like the world continues to demand more and more of us. Wouldn't it be awesome to be the kind of people that can continue to show up day after day after day loving, caring, helping, serving and not get tired. People go, how do you keep doing this? And you go, secret, I'm really good with oxygen. (laughs) There's this spirit inside me that sends power to all of my being that helps me to do what I do without getting tired. It's not me. I don't dig deep. I don't have it in my own strength. But God has given me a mission, and every day I wake up and I say, God, help me. Show me what you want me to do. And as I do what God has for me to do, I just I do it enthusiastically. I have joy for this. I have energy for it. So I'm just going to pray for you as we close, and I invite you to just close your eyes. Because I'm fairly certain there are some weary people in here. And listen, there's no judgment. We all try to work in our own strength. It's part of our human nature. I'm fully honest, I'm tired right now from working this week. <laughs> and we need to regularly confess to God and say, God, I've leaned on my own strength far too often. We all do it just confess it God I I've been working in my own strength this week I haven't really looked to you like I should and now we know that we're there because we're tired it's an easy indicator but God in that moment Jesus has this message for you if that's you if you're feeling tired if you're feeling worn out if you've been maybe operating in your own strength again God doesn't hear to to bash you or to destroy you he has has this message for you this is straight from the mouth of jesus and he says this to you hear this hear this directly from jesus and he says come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you let me teach you how to do this better because I'm humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Jesus wants to teach us how to trust the Father, how to find strength in Him, how to reorient our life to do what He wants rather than what we want, and that in doing so, we'll actually finally find our stride, we'll find our ability to run, not just spin our wheels and work and get tired and work and get tired, but we will continue to find this endurance that comes from the Spirit of God in us that empowers us to do the work day after day after day and never get tired. If you are weary and ready for Jesus to give you rest, Jesus, I need that. Would you just raise your hand as a way of acknowledging You need him. Lord, look at our hands. Lord, we confess we are weak. And that you are the God who never gets tired. You never get weary. You never run out of energy. So God, we ask. We just confess we need you. We're tired. Lord, give us the gift of rest. Rest. Just pray for everyone in this room who needs rest right now. You see their hands. You see their hearts. Holy Spirit, minister. Jesus, you promise it. We can trust that You give us rest from our labor. You say the burden you put on us is light. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like a blessing. May we receive that in this moment. Wherever you are, I just encourage you, just thank Jesus in your own words for the rest that he gives you. Now, if you want to ask God to show you what he wants from you, you say, I need to recomm- maybe, maybe commit for the first time. God, I've never even asked God what I'm supposed to do. I never even thought of that. Perhaps that's you. For the very first time, you you say, I, I, "I'm I've, God. I'm sh- sure, tell me what what to do. Show me how to work for you, how to trust you in my striving, how to trust you in my trying, or guard me from relying on my own strength and help me to just to rely on your strength for everything that I have to do." May I sh- Maybe you need to start your day every morning on your knees and say, "God." Believe this is what you've put in front of me, and I can't do it on my own. Help me not to be like those people that relied on their own strength. God, help me to rely fully on you today. Perhaps it's the first time you've ever done that, or maybe you've you've done that, but you've drifted. You just simply need to recommit to that, and I need to renew my commitment to relying on you. God, we know better. We forget and if that's you and you whether it's for the first time or or maybe you need to come back again and say i just want to commit myself it's not for me it's just between you and god but as a as a as an expression as a response to what god is doing would you just raise your hand and say god i want to commit myself to, to relying on you and not me would you just raise your hand god you see our hands around this room God you see our hands you see our hearts we commit ourselves you've not created us to tire so easily but you have promised us your Holy Spirit which allows us to run and not grow weary to run with endurance the race marked out for us Lord your word tells us that we do that by keeping our eyes on Jesus Jesus champion Lord who went before us who you did all this Lord you ran your race you, you didn't quit you ran it all the way to the finish Lord and that's how we run is by keeping our eyes on you that as our eyes on you you will keep us from stumbling from tripping over everything the sin that so easily trips us up and we will run with endurance the race marked out Lord, help us to run to win, to run through the finish line, to run to the end until there's nothing else for us to run to. For as long as we're on this earth, we're running. And that can sound like a long time, but with your power, we can do it. Teach us to rely on you always, each and every day. We thank you.